Okay, hot doggers, welcome back. It's the new episode of Dystopian Hot Dog with me, Tam Ryan. And my name's Marvin Dickinson. We were just talking about our uh, mutual love and respect for Bob Mortimer, the much-loved TV personality uh, stroke anarchic comedian. Yeah, and hopefully one day, not that he, he might be arsed, but Sir Bob. Sir Bob, I, I would I would assume, is a natural thing to happen. Come on, Queen, get your shit together. Have a look at the people who are really making a difference. Mortimer. Mortimer. Yeah. Yeah, listen to his Desert Island discs if you get a chance. <clears throat> we don't often start as serious as this, do we? But also, Marvin, it shows that we're quite a good combination. And I'm, I'm not flirting with you because we have very similar takes on things. And you sent me that link saying, listen to Mortimer. This is a beautiful listen. Yeah. And I thought, well, let's put that to the test. And it was. Do you know what? I listened to it in um, in traffic around Birmingham. You know, around Fort Dunlop, around the Travelodge, around there. Just yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the, 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 the big old Dunlop building that's been turned into a Travelodge. Right. I'm not familiar with that particularly. Fort Dunlop. Look out for it next time. But but traffic around Birmingham hmm. is a it's a fucker in it. It's a shit show around there. It's a there. shit show. Yeah. But I I breathe because I was listening to that Desert Island Discs. I could have been on the Norfolk Broads mm. in just me speedos on a barge in in November. In in November, yeah, it was that good a listen. It could have been even in November yeah. in me speedos. Yeah, on one of those barge. poles, big barge poles. What are they called? Like a punting. Well, it's pole. got it's a barge pole, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> See, have faith in the knowledge that you've already got. Well, I thought it's a pole that's used on barges, so why would it need another name? You're no, right. No, wouldn't touch that with a barge pole. There you go. There you go. And, and that is actually what people were whispering along the banks of the Norfolk Broads whilst you were away on your weird little yeah. solo on Norfolk my... holiday. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that my barge is named yeah. Semi Erect. <laughs> Even on a cold day as well. <laughs> Even on a cold day. You were parading. Well, you know, what what the cock can't do, the nipples will do. As, as the ancient proverb goes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that, Moses. Once again, comprehensive notes have been made. Uh, we're done at a late hour last night whilst watching the end of a gripping darts match. Were you watching darts? I was watching Question Time. I'll watch Qu- that later. Question time from Brighton. Mm. Now you've mentioned Brighton. Well, mate, It's a different audience, mate, wasn't it? It's a diverse audience. Do you know what surprised me a bit? Of the question time audience in Brighton, they were quite Tory. Oh, well, I do think they have to get some in. Could, is it like rent a Tory? Is there a company that you can sort of get? Just send me just send me 20. I just wondered if that was maybe a business venture idea. Rent a Tory. Rent a Tory. Did he play for Juventus? <laughs> Giovanni Rentatori. <laughs> Saying there was one, there was one young lad on there who made you know exactly what I mean. Who made who, who, oh who, my god, the wow. lovely doors, yeah. I mean, but what a, in fairness, a great, passionate speaker. But it was almost like he'd been practicing it. That was his audition piece, yeah. Right? That yeah, was yeah. his audition piece. Uh, I think he's got Michael Gove posters at home, hasn't he? I think so, wanking over Gove's. Yeah. I mean, in, when, into his glasses. When I was a kid, I used to think about, when I was his age, mm. probably Lusardi was on the horizon, Suzanne Mizzy. Do you remember her? Oh, was she a page three girl? Yeah, yeah. yeah I do remember her. He's yeah. got Gove on his wall. Well, that's it. It's that sort of age where you think, my soldiers weren't my favourite toy anymore. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. you know that, that little discovery and you think, hang on. There's a soldier down here, and yeah. I don't need to go into the bottom drawer. Because you've got your main soldier. I've got Lieutenant William. 
Lieutenant William. Yeah, but the, your point, very relevant. This lad is turned on by the eroticism of Tory policy. Yeah. The rambling buster, bluster bust. the rambling bluster has, has created an aroused situation for the young lad. Yeah. But if you're getting turned on by austerity. Anyway, Hitler. 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 He's only got one ball. Hitler. He's only got one ball. Do you think they actually sang that about him? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Quite yeah. definitely. Yeah, okay. His other is in the Albert Hall. Absolutely yeah. definitely. His mother, the silly bugger. She cut it off when, when he, he was, was small. small. That's not just her being silly. That's her being a, a disgraceful mother. So do you think... Mrs. Hitler. This really is the root of his evil. The fact he was, he, he had his balls amputated as, yeah. as, as as a 12-year-old, perhaps. Yeah. Well, it's the type of thing you'd do to a dog. You're right. She's tried to neuter him. Mm. Maybe he was already showing signs of wanting to destroy the y- Jews. Yeah. And she thought, I'll try and nip this in the bud. Literally in the bud. Yeah. And he got away. That's why one ball remained. So... In a way, it was a victory chant for Hitler because he managed to survive not losing two balls. Yeah, clever. So how has Hitler's testicle, the renegade testicle, ended up in the Albert Hall? Well, his mother was really an usher at the Albert Hall. Now, are we talking the Albert Hall in London or the Albert Halls, the provincial theatre in Bolton? It's the Bolton one. I assumed it would be. <laughs> of course it is. Where actually the mayoral chamber is. Yeah, yeah. Bolton is twinned with Nuremberg. Oh, that's the link, really. Right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it's ended up in, in Bolton's Albert Hall Yeah, yeah. But she didn't work there all the time, because obviously it's too far to go, really. Yeah. She just worked there a few times. But she she went for his bollocks, got one of them. Yeah. And he, he sent it to Bolton. Where yeah, he she sent found it, casual employment. Sent it to Bolton where she got a zero hours contract. <laughs> All this in what about nineteen thirty? No, no, no. Because like he no, was already a man by that stage. Yeah, We're talking just. A, it, well, it was. Um, so it would have been shortly after ter- the First World War. No, even before that, maybe. Right. Mate, think about the timelines. <laughs> I think we're talking. I think she did it to celebrate the um, the their equivalent of the millennium. Because obviously, the millennium is two thousand. When it went, when it nineteen hundred. Yeah. She thought to celebrate rather than do old Lang Syne, yeah. let's cut off what, what we do in Austria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an Austrian custom. When yeah. we move into a new century, yeah. we cut off whichever child looks most likely to try to destroy the Jews. <laughs> we cut the bollocks off. Fantastical. Gotcha. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes perfect sense now. We've rationalised the song. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one troubling aspect is that. The British army and the Allied forces were singing it to provoke Hitler. But really, that's a celebration of Austrian culture. A celebration of Austrian culture. So Hitler totally misread it that we were winding up with it. But it was an olive branch. An olive branch with with little commemorative balls hanging off it. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, that's what Neville Chamberlain came back with. Yes! Not a exactly. piece of paper. Exactly. But on that piece of paper was, was a drawing of the <laughs> prototype for the olive branch testicular arrangement. <laughs> Which is now available in any <laughs> reputable garden centre. Yeah. Uh, you, and you can use it as a Christmas ornament. Well, I think we've got, we know, the, we're poppy mad in this country. Poppy this, poppy that. Yeah. I think it's time we had a little Hitler testicle. Because Just on, on a lapel. Yeah, because when we did beat him, we got his other bollock. So the first bollock went for the Austrian 
commemorative, commemoration. Commemorative millennia. Millennia. Yeah. Even though it wasn't a millennia, it was the 1900s. <laughs> and now I think we could either have, we could keep the poppy with the bollock hanging off the poppy, forget the poppy completely, and just have a bollock. <laughs> I think it's a more of a powerful statement if we just have the testicle. And I think modern day Brits, where we want to show how strong we are and macho in this brave new world, where we're leaving the European Union, it's our statement, our flag in the sand to say, look at us. When push came to shove, look who won the bollock. <laughs> so Harvey, because he's got quite independent now, we're getting ready in the mornings. Yeah. Like no one in the in the bathroom while I'm having a bath. No, I, I, I don't. I think it's innocent. But he just wants to do things on his own more. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, a rite of passage where he's got to a stage where he wants to be on his own more. Perfectly, perfectly and, reasonable. And that's fine. And if he's in his room drawing up plans to, to bomb stuff or whatever because he's lost touch with his father when he was eight, I'll deal with that in time. Yeah. So he does his hair himself. Uh-huh. Now, he doesn't like putting gel or product on his hair. We just normally just do a little side parting. Off you go to school. I think I know where this is going. Harvey's got no sense of the side and back of his hair. Hmm. I mean, he knows it's there, but when it comes to the styling element, so what he does, he just gets a load of water in his hand, slaps it on the front of his head, and almost chip pans it across. I said, son, you can't, I'm not letting you go to school with your hair like that. He said, what's the matter? I'm like, son, you look like, you look like Adolf Hitler. And, and he said, who's Adolf Hitman? <laughs> I don't know why he didn't hear the last syllable, because it sounds nothing like Hitman. I think in his own head, he's at the start of it and thought, I want this guy to have a bit about him. <laughs> he wants Adolf to be a hitman. Which he wasn't which, far off. Which he wasn't far I'm off. It's a frighteningly close in terms of to a fucking to, number of kills. Yeah. And I said, not, not Adolf Hitman, Adolf Hitler. And I said to him, you don't want to walk around looking like Adolf Hitler. Why not? Well, he was a bad guy. What made him a bad guy? Well, he killed six million Jews. Straight in I there. went straight with the facts. Yeah. Because it's 25 past eight. We've got to be at school for quarters now. I've not got time to give the backstory. Sure. I'm going to cut to the fucking last five minutes of the film. So he goes, all right. So we do his hair. And then he's taking this information on board. And then he walks off down to the landing to get his shoes on. And he starts shouting, I'm Adolf Hitman. I've killed six million Jews. He's got his uniform on, school uniform on. Mm. And, and the, the motto on the school uniform says, let everyone shine. <laughs> so he's my little lad. He's got let everyone shine written on his jumper. He didn't know about Adolf Hitler two minutes ago. He's, he's assumed his personality and he's shouting with glee. Yeah. I killed six million Jews. Oh, it's awkward. But then I made the real error. You know when you do that thing where you say to your kids, don't do that mm. now, mm. but especially don't go shouting that in the playground when you get to school. What a fucking school by error from, from Marvin Dickinson. And, and he just looks at me and goes, oh no, I won't. As if saying, I'm going to be in the bogs. This is my thing in the toilet now, graffiti. Adolf was here. And as I'm putting him through the gate, I'm saying, half, remember, no, no Adolf. No, no, no Hitler shit. Drop the hitman. Drop the hitman. Let the Jews live. Yeah. Let everybody shine. And in that moment, I just had to trust him. Now, nothing's come back from it. So... But it just shows the perils of parenthood, doesn't it? How quickly it can go from the innocent moment of trying to get your boy ready to school, <laughs> then you've turned him into one of the world's biggest killers.
Marvin, I'd like to talk about whistling. Coronation Street. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a new concept? <laughs> Where you set the quiz up and then get the answer right. Yeah. But it's the great quiz because you don't even need contestants because you just do everything. You do the whistle and then you answer the question. TV companies will love it. There's no cost. But surely you're going to win every single time. Well, yeah. But occasionally you get it wrong yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's some things that sound similar, like Star Wars and Superman, quite similar. I can never distinguish between the two Dallas and Dynasty. Dallas and Dynasty. Casualty Holby City. Yeah. Uh, Falcon Crest. Crossroads. Often mixed up. (laughs) Often mixed up, yeah. Very similar genres. I mean, brilliant. Have you noticed how, apart from you there, nobody really whistles anymore? Has it died? Gone. And I'll tell you for why. It's been criminalised. Right. The most prolific group of whistlers, builders. Builders. The builder loves a whistle. But what the builder has done has taken the innocent whistle and turned it into wolf whistle. Frowned upon in in 2019 because it sexualises women. I think so. That was that was your phone agreeing with you. Yeah. The phone, well, I make sure when I go into three store, I say I want the most woke phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, but I heard someone wolf whistling in 2019. What a great moment! And it, to actually hear one in 2019 from a builder, I was thinking this builder must be so wrapped up in nostalgia. Yeah. Or he's been in a coma for 20 years and yeah. forgotten where he is. Because it's like life on Mars for the builders, isn't it? Because if you're suddenly working on a building site yeah. from morning till night, that's yeah. living all right. And, and Dean... Oh, no, he's a mechanic. He is a mechanic, yeah. Uh, Andy. Yeah. Andy? I'd have gone Stu. Stu. Yeah. Stu suddenly starts wolf whistling. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing, Stu? We can F and, we can F and Jeff and be a bit racist yeah. between ourselves. We can see Bob. Yeah, but don't. So you heard someone doing that? I heard someone doing it, yeah, on the new estate, round the back. I was walking the dog, and there was a quite an attractive lady. Again, as we say, if we have to grade ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had the wolf whistle. And I wondered now, because, because it's in a different set of circumstances, a different era, whether she would challenge the wolf whistle. You shouldn't be doing that at me now, because you're sexualising me when I'm just walking. That's getting on with my business. She, uh, she's having a shit. No, no, I don't. In the lit, in, you know, in the metaphorical right. way. Because if she's <clears throat> curling a turd out, that legitimises his wolf whistle. Yeah, because to some men, that's a clear come on. Yeah. <laughs> but she, if she's made eye contact with him, then decided to take a shit in a field where he's got a clear line of vision. Yeah, because some blokes are into that, aren't they? And women, women can do it as well. Right. But I've made a mistake there because you didn't mean she was. Doing her business. No, I just meant she, she was, was getting, getting on with getting her up, business. Getting on with... Clouding it. Everyone. No, no, I enjoyed your clouding. Okay. <laughs> That's a sentence you don't hear every day. <laughs> she didn't make an issue of it, by the way. She walked on. But I wondered if she... I was playing out the scenario. If she had a done, and I was in that situation as the builder, and I'd done it, and I'd forgotten where I was, or forgotten what era I was in, I was thinking, well, how would I get out of this situation? <laughs> Give us a wolf whistle. Give us your finest wolf whistle now. Turn it into Wild Thing by the Trogs. <laughs> I, I think that would be a fine technique to get out of it. Yeah. Return to the wolf whistle. Yeah. 
send the whistle out there to the woman who's doing a business. Yeah. Going about a business. Yeah, not... If she turns around to give you the look, you can then go into wild thing. And then we're back on serve, aren't we? Yeah. It's like, what you, what you, what you bringing now? Am I not now allowed to whistle a famous song from the, an iconic song? From the 70s. From the 70s, yeah. Yeah. That's well, something. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying for anyone who wants to wolf whistle, that's your, that's your get out of jail. We are ticking all the boxes here because we're saying don't wolf whistle. Some women out there still may like it. So you can land the wolf whistle on the woman. And if it leads to a relationship, that's great. If she turns around to you and say, you're going to be hearing from my solicitor, wild thing. <laughs> wild thing it up. It's not contestable, is it? The only thing that I would, I think might, you might be on dodgy ground with. You said earlier on, you could turn around to build and say, oh, I, I didn't know what era I was in. That, as a rule, does not stand up in court. Well, what about Nicholas Lindhurst? in Good Night Sweetheart Good Night Sweetheart bloody hell I'd forgotten about that so you could say I was being Nicholas Lindhurst which should be a play creative moments of time travel yeah. that aren't real and again if you're in court and you said I forgot what era I was in when you sense the jury's turn on you you very quickly bring in those creations and that gets you off the hook and before you know it you're back on the street wolf whistling again yeah. and everyone's happy correct and that's that, that's that's how you survive yeah I think there's two places you can legitimately whistle now. Lift. Yeah. Urinal. Maybe in the back of a taxi if you're nervous. <laughs> but, but, yeah. We've all been in a nervous taxi situation. Yeah. And we've all watched, you know, well, no, some of, well, I've heard. <laughs> what is it? Fake taxi or oh, something like that. I'm yeah. sure. Anyway, so that's online. Yeah. Fake taxi or something. O- opening so many doors here. Get in touch with us, listeners. Only if the red light is... Yeah. Where are the places these days where you feel you can whistle? Because it's been demonised, like you said. Urinals, for me, leads me on to toilet etiquette. I'm going to paint this scenario. There's there's five urinals. You've got two sets of choices. You can go one, three or five, or four and two. What would you choose? I've had this on holiday recently. I've always usually been one or five. Have you? Yeah, you know, so you go to the ends. Yeah. Get out of the way. But on holiday recently, three. Bold. Bold statement. So bold. Bold statement. Right into the middle. Right into the middle. Attack it from the heart. I saw myself as Brian Robson arriving onto a cross from Olsen or Muren, an overlapping Arthur Alberston, Mm. just to arrive on time and to head it in. I even wore full United kit. Sharp electronics. Duration of the urination. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, I'd always get to the bathroom early, the toilet early. Well, give myself not. enough time to get changed. People would walk in for a piss thinking, what's this lad doing with his shoe pants? Yeah, why has he got his towel around his neck? Yeah. And no other clothes on. What's that smell of wintergreen? Oh, there's a fella over there yeah. cloaking himself in wintergreen. And then, boom, bullet, have your piss. Afterwards, have a shower. <laughs> With other people's piss. Yeah. So you get your head into the urinal. I mean, there's tablets already in there that look like soap. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to commit to urinal three, commit to it full hit. Go character, go willingness to stay, full 90. Because if you're going to win the league, I think a lot of managers say, if you're going to win the league, you've got to be prepared to be a sporting hero from the 1980s in a urinal. (laughs) Situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Guardiola says it all the time. In most of his team talks. Which, which, one, which one do you go for? I'm a two or a four man. So you're not putting yourself out on the fringes? No. 
You're prepared to go... I'll do the hard work in the middle. You're but like I'm the... not the star man. You know, I mean, I've gone more supporting role, two or four. Yeah. I'll flank you. And, well... What I wouldn't do, though, and here's the etiquette thing, which you'll know about. If you're in three, like Bertie Big Bollocks, pissing away with Arthur Albert. Robbo in the middle. Yeah, towel round your neck, <laughs> cheeks out. I walk in. I've only got two options now, haven't I? One and five. I choose two and four. It's a huge statement. Oh, it's a huge statement. So, in that situation... You've probably only got one option because if I walk past you to get to number five, that's even a smaller statement. So I'm in straight in one there if I'm conforming. I don't like to conform, but I also don't like to be overtly sexual in a situation that shouldn't be. I'm dressed as Brian Robson and anyone else. It might not be me. If you're going to be the star man in the middle, you might be as Elton John or <laughs> yeah. Bowie. Bowie. Bowie, the original star yeah. man. Even in those instances, it will be incumbent upon you to sing There's a star man pissing in the middle I've got a choice to make I don't want to be sexual There's a star But then then if you do start the song He loses focus on the piss And before you know it, you're you're having sex Bowie and Robson Bowie and or Robson And you (laughs) in your super dry hoodie so there's the... a lot of choices Well, make. there's a lot of choices, you're right. So you don't want to be on the fringes, but you're brave enough to go two and four. Well, it, lots of things go through your mind, is what I'm saying. Because you're in three, four and two are out of the question. If I choose one, I'm conforming. And I'm not a conformist. So there's all sorts of conflicting realities going on in my head. So I think in that situation, I go past you. I'm not going to go in four, because that's a weird statement, but I am going to go in five. And suddenly, I've pissed my ground. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Big statement. I might come as Frank Sidebottom. I, th- I think side Because also with side bottom, expressionless. Correct. You don't know what I'm thinking. Poker face. I mean, if I am Frank Sidebottom, I can't go in two or four because my head will then interfere in your pissing But space. is that the reason to be to go in as side bottom into four? Just to make the statement. Yeah. But if, if, if whoever's gone in as three thinks that the main man from down the years has been Frankenstein, you've got the bolts to deal with. <laughs> so you've got Frankenstein in the middle. Yeah. You've gone in the side bottom. Yeah. And it's like, fucking hell, what a battle of, 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 of wit. Yeah. Because people said that Frankenstein was stupid. Battle of Franks as well. Battle of the Franks. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Frank side bottom. Frankenstein. Frank Stapleton turns up. Yeah. With his United kit on, because obviously United are staying in the hotel because I've been there with Brian Robson. Yeah. Stapleton's great in the air. So he's jumping around, heading Adidas tangos everywhere. Quite passive aggressive as well, Stapleton. I would never have trusted him with my wife, ever. No. Uh, Quietly spoken Irishman, but a, a shagger. Let's get Spencer in there as well. Let's get Spencer Frank Spencer in there. in there just for a bit of mishap. Maybe um, on his roller skates. Yeah. So we've got Spencer on roller skates. Taking them all out. Taking them all out. And then in the end, because he's the star of the show, because we know deep down he's Michael Crawford, he's in number three. That is how Crawford gets to the third year rhino. Well, that's that's the basically the Da Vinci Code there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and we know that the Russians are listening to this. You know, like Bletchley Park? We are the new Bletchley Park. <laughs> Hang on a minute. When I referenced Bletchley Code the other day, you went, I don't know what that is. No, I know what Bletchley Park is. I've never heard Bletchley Code. Ah, right. Okay. Well, but Bletchley Code and Bletchley Park are intrinsically linked. Bletchley Code, the fact that I didn't know what it was, shows that Bletchley Code is doing its job. <laughs> it's going under the fucking radar. 
<laughs> You're absolutely right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, at least Braille, you can feel it. I mean, obviously you can Bra- feel it. Well, listen, Braille has had its day. <laughs> Do you think? I think so. Well, we're all onto it, aren't we? It was we? never built to last, was no, it, Braille? No. You still see it near the lift buttons, don't you? Braille. It's like such... Yeah. I've never used it. No, not me. What a completely useless invention. Yeah. Well, so if, you, if you're listening... Um, Braille. Was it Louis? Louis Braille Louis Braille. he's sipping his cognac yeah, you, you, in you, the French Riviera. Your, your invention is still out there, but no one's using it, mate. No, just forget it. Move on. Come up with something else. You'll never be the star, man. You'll never piss in three, Braille. No. And if you do try and piss in three... Don't think that your bobbly braille stuff is going to get into the urinals. Well, it won't, will it? It won't. It won't. Because no one wants to feel around the urinal. <laughs> Don't put your hands around the urinal. This is it. Because this... if I walked into the urinal with just one bloke putting his hands all around the urinals, well, I'd hit him. <laughs> with a tackle. Because <laughs> I'm dressed as Brian Robson. Of course. <laughs> just a towel on. Anyway, there you go. That's toilets dealt with. <laughs> So Marvin, we've talked about the extinction of wolf whistling and braille. They're things of yesteryear. Absolutely. Something that is still allowed and prevalent yeah. is flashing. Exhibitionism. <laughs> okay. Well, it's still prevalent. It still takes place. Yeah. You said it's allowed. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that's factually correct. But I'm we... not a law enforcer. No. In my world, it's allowed. It's still valid, is it? Yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I mean, some might think it's a bit predatory. Some might think it's it's a gateway yeah. into, into something else, which is something where lines do need to be drawn. Definitely. But exhibitionism, flashing. Not a problem. And you uh, stumbled upon, first of all, one story, uh, didn't you, that you alerted me to. And then it, and it sped on to another one. And before I knew it, I, w- I was surrounded by flashes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it turns out there's an epidemic in a, in a sleepy little town in the northwest. Called, called Chorley. Famous for its cakes. Famous for Chorley FM. Now famous for the new Parliament Speaker. Yes. Lindsay Hoyle. Lindsay Hoyle from Chorley. Famous for all those things. And uh, flashing. F- and flashing, yeah. And also Ken Morley lives in Chorley. D- Ken Morley lives in Chorley. I mean, what a start to a rhyme. Yeah. That's lovely. That's isn't all it? we've got. We'll finish it by the end of the episode. <laughs> so there's a headline here Dancing Chorley Flasher, balanced pie on head before him exposing himself at road junction. There's a lot there, isn't there? <laughs> Not quite as much as a demonic menstruating dwarf of last week. But no, 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 but it's right s- up there. Still, still. So, uh, the first thing I'm going to focus on with this is uh, looking at, if I'm, a, if I'm a, a, a copper or a forensic officer looking, I'm not sure if forensics get involved in flashing incidents, but they fucking should. <laughs> July the 5th, this was a Friday. Okay. Flashing day. Especially because Labour want to introduce the four-day week. What are you going to do on Friday when you're in Chorley? Expose yourself. Expose your penis. Yeah. It's, it's an option. Yeah. Don't all have to do it. It's an option. The time it took place, 10 a.m. Ah, quirky. Quirky. Nothing insidious there going on. No. Not a late night flasher. No. Not the kids are in school. Kids are away. We've had a nice breakfast. Obvious thing to do. Find a road junction. Yeah. Expose your junk. Now, the last thing that I'll say about it is that he also had a pie. 
I remember the pie element to the headline. Yeah. Now, and when you say he had a pie, it's not a crude reference to a vagina. No, not at all. It's an actual pie. Yeah, because people in Chorley, Wigan, these places, even Preston, we had we had pies on a podcast episode. Well, people in other reaches of, of the UK will take their dog out for a walk. People in Chorley and Wigan will rarely leave the house without a good pie. <laughs> Very true. Now, this lad, Stephen Gaskill, poor bastard, he's had yeah. his name given out, and yeah. I'm giving it out here. But even... <laughs> Lewis Close Adlington even gives his an address. Oh. So what I will say to any flashes out there, as fun as it is, just be careful you don't get caught. Because if yeah. you get caught before you know it, your information's out there. Yeah. Now what I love about this chap Facilitated by Marvin as well. Yeah, is that this these two ladies were just watching from the other side of the road who reported him. Mm. And they said he was pacing up and down the pavement acting strangely. I don't know what that means. What's strangely to these people? Mm. At well, one, it's very subjective. At one point, he was dancing. Yeah. But now we find out why he's dancing before he balanced a pie on top of his head. He's celebrating. He's, he's one man on his pie. Yes. He's a man from Chorley. It's Friday morning. He's got a pie. The next bit, he then pulled his tracksuit pants down <laughs> and exposed his genitals. It's not for everyone. No. This is the critical element now. The court was told when Gaskell, the flasher, saw the women watching him, he pulled his trousers back up and walked away from the scene. He just wanted some time on his own. He wasn't aware that people were watching him. These two women spying on an innocent flasher (laughs) makes my fucking blood boil. Does it, no, it doesn't name, oh, doesn't name the women for legal reasons. Quite frankly, they should be prosecuted. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, yeah. Gaskell's having a, an innocent pie head dance. Yeah. He's got his penis involved. He's got his tracksuit bottoms on specifically for it. Because if you've got your wranglers on, yeah. you've got to do the belt, yeah. the buttons, skinny jeans. That might, it's not going to work. He's got his tracky bottoms on. Yeah. So he's done his preparation. He's done his prep. What they think he's pacing around strangely. It, it's a tribal pre-dance before the main performance, which is the pie on the head. And out comes the penis as a surprising element to finish. You know, we've all watched Britain's Got Talent acts. Yeah. And we've thought, we know where it's going. It's very, <laughs> yeah. it's very staid. It's formulaic. Yeah, it's been done. It's been done. What the arts is crying out for, boundary breaking. Gaskell is that man. Well, what, what, what I think we're seeing here is the birth of the Chorley hacker. <laughs> I think this is a hacker. Yeah. The pie on the head. For the, balance. He's celebrating the fact that it's Friday. Yeah. It's mid-morning. Yeah. Kids are off to school. Yeah. I've got me pie. Before eating the pie, it's almost like a sacrificial thing. Mm-hmm. These two fucking women. These fizzy bodies. Justice for Gaskell. Let's start the campaign here. Yeah. Now, there's a link here to another stripping story. Ex-soldier Barry Wotton from Chorley. Again, it names him. Paul Doesn't Lass. he sound yeah. like a soldier? If you'd have said his name was Barry Wotton... I think I'd have gone soldier. Yeah, but now this is what makes it impossible to click on links right. like this. Yeah. It's it's a link. Ex-soldier Barry Wotton from Chorley exposed himself. That might have been enough for me. I might just click on it then. But there's more. After doing decorating job, more information, for a retired Longton woman. Now, I know Longton. A few quid round there. Yeah. I'm thinking older woman, maybe looks like Gloria Hunniford. I'm already sympathising with Wotton because he's a painter and decorator from the military. 
probably seen things. He finds himself there and he doesn't know how to handle being around the nice retired lady. Let's click on the link anyway. Let's see what it says. Former soldier, served in the Royal Corps, Transport and Territorial Army. Now it relates to an incident that happened at the victim's home. She's a retired lady. She has a clear recollection of what happened. So she says. Uh, so what 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 the defense what the prosecuting woman says, whilst he was completing the job, the painting decorating, he was dressed appropriately. There were no concerns. But then he went to the bathroom, accidentally got his trousers wet, and asked if he could take them off to dry them. Let's find him innocent until proven guilty. He's just had an accident, mate. So he's, he's asked, could, could he take his trousers off and get them dry? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> They're wet. It's very fair. It's very fair. What the, You don't want wet trousers? The victim agreed. Well, we'll work out who the real victim is here. <laughs> the victim agreed, and Wotton sat down in his boxer shorts with a cup of tea. He's got a tea, cup of tea on the go. Nice. So Cordial. Very well. Oh, no, 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 not cordial. <laughs> now, this is where I think Wotton starts to make a rod for his own back. Then he showed the victim an adult pornographic clip on his phone. Okay. <laughs> oh, Barry. Well, I think, think Wotton's gone too far at this stage. <laughs> He's done the paint and decorated job. He's done a good job. Got the trousers wet. That's a shame. But she's met him halfway. Yeah. He's sitting having a nice chat about the job. Yeah. Whatever doubt she might have about his motives, he's done a great job on the painting and decorating. He's a former military. I can trust this guy. Okay, I'll pop them on the radiator. Sit down, I'll make you a cup of tea. Jammy Dodger? <laughs> Jammy Dodger? Or this clip? <laughs> and she said then, five minutes later, he was standing in the bathroom doorway, smiling. I was still happy. He's happy. And his boxer shorts were down. Both hands were grasped in his boxer shorts. So what's he doing here? Is he another one doing some kind of Chorley Hacker? She found the whole thing very odd. Well, she's never seen the Chorley Hacker. So he, he ended up being charged. You know, he spent time in Kosovo and Bosnia and Afghanistan and all this, and he must pay 85 pound surcharge and 85 pound. So for 170 quid, <laughs> he's, he's had his name dragged through the fucking mud. Yeah, but actually, if that's all it's gonna cost him, 170 quid, it's not a bad day out. It, 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 it'll cost you more go on towers <laughs> it's a very good point so and actually for 170 quid you can do the decorating job still been paid for that yeah he's already got the cash in hand so he's probably he's probably up on the whole deal now in terms of a deterrent that's not a deterrent this is it well what, what, it's what, a campaign what for I, it what I read out there yeah yeah you know like we did the um, tourist board song for for Bradford. Bradford. Yeah. This is essentially the article we've just read. Yeah, is like it's like an ISIS manual for for for, for flashes for flashes for or, or for wannabe flashes. Well, I'm, 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 there's a lot wannabe a flasher. To tell you, I miss what's that? Streakers. Streakers. Streakers have been demonised. Yeah, I remember being at Oakwell in the early nineties. Very dull, nil nil draw with Shrewsbury. Something needed to happen. Luckily, there was a streaker on the Ponty end. And he's thought, in his mindset, this is turgid. Yeah. Rosebury haven't bought many to South Yorkshire. No. These were in the days of terracing. And he's taken off. And, and he's had a good old streak. And he, yeah. he's, he's ran past Clive Baker in the goals. The cats looked at him. That's what he used to call him. Yeah. No, there wasn't a cat. Clive the Cat Baker. Looked up at him. With, thinking, oh, thank God you're here, mate. Yeah. Because there's another... 
in 40 minutes. There was nothing year. memorable from that game until that. Uh, and the admission price was still the same for everyone. Yeah. And what did everyone go away talking about, this lad? And what did the club probably do? Man, it's Barnsley, so... Well, he was manager <laughs> the next season. <laughs> he was appointed manager after. And that's how Mel Machin became a star. The, the journey to management with <laughs> Mel Machin. Picture of him on the front. Junk out. Yeah, running around with his cheeks. Yeah, and his cousin, Barry Watton. <laughs> okay, Marva, I'm not sure if we've got time for much much else, mate, have we? No, no, I've got. I just got a real urge then for some rice pudding in my head. I oh. thought I'm, I'm peckish. Rice pudding in your head? <laughs> yeah, get it, get, get it. No, get it in my head. Intravenous. Yeah, yeah, and now I'm doing an action of, of like shoving my fisted hand towards my mouth yeah. as if I'm <laughs> sucking some off. But what it is, it's me getting rice pudding in my head. Ah, the, yeah, ambrosia. Ambrosia, ambrosia the fuck out of it. Mm. Well, <laughs> listen, Marv's got, got to go and get some uh, rice pudding in his head. which is Right a, in. Right in, yeah, straight. I don't know if he's going. I don't know if he's going in through the ears, or or through the mouth, or or, no, or we'll no. be injecting. We we don't know. We'll report back. Uh, I won't be doing any of that. But I've got a penchant for some bacon. A penchant for the bacon. A penchant for the French bacon. Something. Man. So uh, I'm going to go and eat some French bacon. He's going to inject some rice pudding. We'll see you next time. Bye bye, darlings. <laughs>